first issue um, that I thought is important and hopefully after today that uh, we need to continue to have conversation about, it's about the green economy. Um, I think there's uh, probably there's lessons to be derived from how Portugal uh, have privatized its state-owned uh, energy supplier and what we need to do in South Africa uh, because uh, remember the first thing we came from Glasgow from your COP26 and we made certain uh, uh, you know important uh, commitments uh, which uh, activated uh, 8.5 billion US dollar uh, financing uh, commitments uh, obviously as we are speaking uh, the, we, we, we are obviously working with a number of en, uh, climate, climate envoys to have uh, detailed discussions on the, the financial symmetry of that commitments, which percentage is concessional financings, which ones it's grants, uh, which of those financings are from uh, multilateral uh, financial institutions, um, etc. Um, and, and I thought uh, it's important that I, that I indicate to you, uh, you know, we, we, for example, with ESCOM, ESCOM is the state-owned, uh, you know, uh, entity, your major uh, <coughs> energy, uh, uh, you know, your perpetrator of carbon emission. We have made quite ambitious targets that uh, for the next 10 years up until 2030, uh, you know, we are looking at between eight and 12,000 megawatt um, that we have to uh, shut down. Uh, so that's quite significant, uh, you know, for all uh, uh, type of purposes. Secondly, we, we are looking at uh, obviously engaging with your with Portuguese communities and energy experts in South Africa because we have, for example, agreed that uh, we, we are not going to privatize ESCOM, unlike what Portugal have done, uh, but we are looking at separating the, your generation, transmission, uh, and distribution functions of ESCOM. Uh, and, and I'm raising all this because whilst we speak about your just transition, there is existing finance commitments what is the role of your energy entrepreneurs from Portugal in relation to that issues? I mean, we, we are closing uh, in August, uh, you know, in the next two months, we, we, we are closing a six, what we call six window, bundle, uh, 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 bird window, uh, that are supposed to uh, ensure that we generate, uh, you know, over two, uh, gigawatts of type of electricity. So there is quite significant opportunity for your independent uh, power producers in South Africa. Uh, so we hope obviously that, you know, that will be a conversation, especially with your energy entrepreneurs, so that we can then link you up with the necessary uh, energy department. But obviously when, when you look at the opportunities, you should be very strong on the manufacturing issues, your manufacturing industries. Uh, you know, uh, where you speak about uh, manufacturing industries, you look at 
your energy storage opportunities. And I'm raising it today to the Portuguese community because the Nordics uh, are quite big and strong and active in South Africa on the green economy. And I think what I'm trying to say, uh, it's, it's an immediate and it's a significant opportunity because you know our commitments on, on zero emissions towards uh, 2050, it's not negotiable. But you can just imagine for any business person, when we say for the next 10 years we are going to try to reduce carbon footprint uh, between 8,000 8, and 12,000 megawatts, it's significant, significant business opportunities. Um, so I, I thought probably that is the, f the, the, the one thing that I, I want to say, and I think the second issue, and I have said it earlier, if we are, we are the preferred destination and uh, the head office, regional head office of 150 of your top 500 fortune companies, it means, you know, if a fortune, top 500 fortune company can find uh, its destination in South Africa, a number of multinational companies uh, should do it also. And then I think the, the last issue that I wanted to say, um, and I think the gentleman that spoke about young people and education, South Africa's uh, population is 60.1 million, our latest uh, type of uh, figures. Out of the 60.1 million, 63%, it's 35 and under. So I think there is a sense from government, we have what we call also your uh, youth incentives program and tax rebates programs, where if companies employ young people, you get a def, uh, uh, you know, a complementary tax incentives uh, uh, to that. I, I actually concur with you. We, we are looking at the fact that, uh, you know, uh, we, we are producing approximately 170,000 graduates per annum. But the major problem is that those graduates does not have uh, labor-ready market skills all the time. And that's why we then have negotiations with companies to make sure that they get re retrain, reskilled, and actually upskill. I think I want to agree with you. One of the biggest pitfalls is about the resilience of young people. That you put a young person into an internship program that should probably be a learnership program that should probably be one year, and you are not going to keep all have all of them. So what we are looking at, obviously, is to make sure that uh, with your three-stream education uh, programs that we are having now, we're already identifying at secondary schools which young people have uh, appetite, for example, for engineering, technical uh, skills, so that the young person that have uh, appetite for technical engineering, whether mechanical skills, we are then able to partner them with appropriate Portuguese and other multinational companies. So I, 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 I think the profiling is quite important. So we'll continue to have a conversation and hopefully with Ambassador here uh, so that we are able to correct some of those uh, key challenges. 
And I think as I conclude, uh, uh, Chair, just from, from, uh, my, from my side, uh, you know, if you look at the, I think we have spoken earlier about the corporate tax rate, it's quite important. Uh, for your special economic zones, we speak about 15%. Uh, your ordinary uh, tax rate, uh, you know, we, we are reducing it 20, at 28%. Uh, but we are obviously looking at how do we enhance, you know, f incentives, further incentives for your special economic zones, uh, whether you will be able to access, when you employ more young people in your SEZ, are you able then to access that additional incentives apart from your standard SEZ rate? Uh, so, so we look at that, uh, and like I've said, look, we, we are deeply passionate about your Portuguese business community and we'll hope from here we'll take the conversation forward and like I've said, especially with your renewables, your you know, renewable energy issues is a major uh, aspect for us. We, we, I think there's a University of Maya that offers bachelor's degrees in renewable energy. It's some of the conversations that we'll continue to have in South Africa because look, Renewables will be with us up until 2050. In terms of the opportunities, financial and investment and entrepreneurial opportunities, it will concretely be there up until 2050. And we want to partner with like-minded countries such as Portugal. And I think there's a big and a very strong commitment from this table to make sure with the embassy, you know, we hold a hand and work with the Portuguese uh, business community in South Africa. Thank you very much.